All right, so let's pick up here in uh, in the book of Exodus, uh, uh, chapter six. Now, remember, I, I was sharing last week that Moses actually showed up with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. So it's like this guy. This, that's in Matthew seventeen. It's going to be hard to us to just say these things didn't happen. Plus, we have all the details. Why do we have Exodus? Why do we have? Well, there's, there's a reason why. So anyway, we're going to pick back up here at. Uh, Oh, at chapter 6, but I want to back up into the end of the 5th chapter just a moment. Because uh, remember, when Moses went to Pharaoh the first time, remember what happened? Pharaoh said, I ain't going to let y'all go. And he doubled down on the persecution against the Jews. In other words, he made the taskmasters be more brutal. You know, they were still killing the little babies, throw them in the river, you know, all this kind of stuff. Okay, so here's your time frame. And Moses is actually upset. Moses did not want to go to Pharaoh. And now Moses almost has a good case here against the Lord. So anyway, uh, so in other words, says, why should I listen to him? Why should I let the people go? This is chapter 5. But Aaron and Moses persisted, the God of the Hebrews, verse 3, Exodus 5. We got to take a three days journey in there. Okay, anyway. Uh, Pharaoh shouts, quit distracting the people from their work, okay? And anyway, then he makes it hard on them uh, by the taskmasters were brutal. See this? This is really terrible. Anyway, so then the foremen, these were Jewish guys. They came and they were, after they had just met with Pharaoh, look what they said. When they met Moses and Aaron waiting for them outside the palace, they came out from their meeting with Pharaoh. They swore at them, may God judge you for making a stink before Pharaoh and the people. It's probably a little worse than that, you know. Probably a, you know, go to hell is probably what they were saying. You just it gets lost in the translation right here. But that's that's when it says, you know, they swore to them. Okay. Anyway, uh, Moses, look at this. Moses went back to the Lord. This is the reason he's not a type of Christ. It's just, these are just people. Okay. We we have the real Christ in the New Testament. Okay. So don't and the, and the real Christ is actually here. He's actually the Lord. What, look what Moses did. He, how can you mistreat your own people like this? Oh, this is great. So when you're struggling, have trouble out there, oh, just keep watching. It's going to turn. Here we go. Why, look at this. Why did you ever send me if you were going to do this to them? And ever since I gave Pharaoh your message, he has only been, look at that, more and more brutal to them. Now, remember, there's no chapters and verses. This is all one story. So you've got to go right immediately. Here we are at six. Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Now, what we're going to discover here as we keep reading through this, there was a reason. It was to tell the world, and it was also to keep God's promise. We're, I don't know, if you're having financial trouble today or, any, or health problems or whatever, remember the woman that was bowed over? She couldn't lift herself up in Luke chapter 13. He said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed? So if you're sick, any kind of problem today, whatever, you should be free. Okay, and you will be by trusting you know, the God of today. He's, so here we go. Now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. The Lord said, for he must be forced to let my people go. He will not only let them go, but he's going to drive them out of the land. I am Jehovah, the almighty God, who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Though I did not reveal my name, Jehovah, to them, I entered into a solemn covenant with them under its terms. This is great. This is our terms today, too. To give their descendants the land of Canaan where they were living. Say, well, Richard, I'm not going to the promised land. It don't matter. You're in the promised land in your life. Everywhere you go. Balaam, the horrible guy that was supposed to curse the Israelites, he, he, but he couldn't do it. He wasn't going to do it. He said, oh, that I could die as happy as an Israelite. I mean, that didn't come from nowhere. These people knew. The people in Jericho knew. Oh, my goodness. The Israelis are here. Oh, no. They were scared out of their gourd. Okay. 
Here where I entered a solemn covenant with them, and under its terms, that's the reason we got to read these Sunday school lessons. It's unfortunate that we have to think it's Sunday school, but I'm just let me keep going here. Uh, it promised to give them. Now he's notice this: I have heard the groanings of the people. Like I say, how can we get something out of this? Is there something that's bothering you today? Trust me, God already knows. Man, don't blow it with unbelief. Remember, they got to the promised land and they go, oh, we can't go in there. How could you not go in there? God annihilated Egypt. Oh, mercy. But they, it was flat unbelief is all it was. He says, therefore tell the descendants of Israel that I will use my mighty power and great miracles to deliver them from slavery. Look at that. And make them free. All right. And notice this. I will accept them as my people and be their God. That's so important. Like we have it backwards sometimes is we think that, you know, oh, we just, well, just part of that. We're just his people. And we, I know he's our God, but we, we're not going to ask him for nothing. No, 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 no. Look at this. They're going to know that I am Jehovah, their God, who rescued them from the Egyptians. And I will bring them to the land I promised to give them, uh, that I promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It shall be to my people. Now, if you go back and look at these guys, filthy rich, filthy rich. Filthy rich. And it was the Lord. Jacob even swore one night to the Lord. He said, if you do this, I'll give you 10% of everything I got. That was the Jacob's Ladder experience. And Jacob made a monument there so that he would never forget it. And it helped him when he was going to go face his brother. About 20 years later, he saw that monument. Because <laughs> he was scared his brother was going to kill him. And his brother didn't kill him. Wow. Verse 9. In Exodus 6, verse 9. Moses told the people what God said. Look at that. But they wouldn't listen anymore because they were too dispirited. Well, can you blame them? Well, I don't care what you say. You made it bad for us. Pharaoh's trying to kill us. Get out of my life, Moses. Now the Lord spoke to Moses again and said, Go back to Pharaoh and tell him he must let the people go. Look what Moses did. <laughs> no. You're out of your mind. <laughs> now, now, we get this burning, fiery bush here. Think about the story. The, fire, the bush was on fire, okay, but it was not burning, okay? And we, sometimes we think it's just a little small thing. We have no idea. Besides that, it uses the word the angel of the Lord. Oh, oh, yeah, the angel of the Lord. Oh, bless his heart. Man, that thing was huge, okay? But even yet, and Moses had all these encounters, but this stuff is getting to him. My own people won't listen to me anymore. Remember, he just, those, how can I expect Pharaoh to? Look at this, I know orator. Boy, look at that. The Lord had this thing. He, he said, Mo, you get in there. Moses, the Lord ordered, ordered Moses and Aaron to return to Israel. Learn, excuse me. Return to the people of Israel and to the king of Pharaoh, demanding that they be permitted to leave. Now, right here, he goes into a genealogy, which that's proof of where these folks came from. We're just going to skip through that. All the, isn't that neat? Look at that. 137. A lot of, amazing. They put the ages in on some of these. Now, it comes on down here to verse 25. Aaron's son, Eliezer, married one of the daughters of Petuael, and Phinehas was one of his children. These are the names of the heads of the clans of the Levites and the families with their clans. Now, here we go. Aaron and Moses, included in that list, are the same Aaron and Moses to whom Jehovah said, lead the people of Israel out of the lands of Egypt, who went to Pharaoh to ask permission, oh, oh, to, ask permission to lead the people from the land, and to whom the Lord said, what did he say? To uh, I am Jehovah, go in and give Moses this message I'll give you. This is the Moses, uh, look at that, who argued with the Lord. I can't do it. I'm no speaker. Okay, now remember, he just said, oh, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. Now, here we go. This goes real quick. Watch this. Boy, this, I mean, the Lord's so excited. Then the Lord said to Moses, see, I've appointed you as my ambassador to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your spokesman. Tell Aaron everything I say to you, and he will announce it to Pharaoh. 
demanding that the people of Israel be allowed to leave. But I will cause Pharaoh to be stubborn. Now, remember, Pharaoh's killing everybody, creating all this stuff, so this is great. I mean, God is fixing to show out, and he's purposely going to make Pharaoh fight back. So don't let that bother you. This is part of the, I'll bless those that bless you, I'll curse those that curse you. Pharaoh's the one who's in trouble here. He's the one that created this problem. But it was a great opportunity for the Lord to show out. And he's going to show out to the world. Okay. Oh, I will, let's see, where we get to? Yeah. But I'll cause Pharaoh to stubbornly refuse, Exodus 7, 3, and I will multiply my miracles in the land of Egypt. Even, yet even then, Pharaoh won't listen to you. So I will crush Egypt with a final major disaster uh, and then lead my people out. The Egyptians, notice this, the Egyptians will find out. Remember, they, were, they worshiped the sun, almost like today. People everywhere, a lot of folks, I mean, a lot of folks, they just think it's evolution. There's no such thing as a God. Anyway, the Egyptians will find out that I am indeed God when I show them my power and force to let my people go. Now, remember, the whole known world is going to find this out. All the nations around are going to go. I mean, because think about where in the world did a whole group of slaves ever escape from a nation? So Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. Moses was 80 years old. His brother, did you notice that? Aaron's older. He's 83 at this time. Confrontation. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand you show him a miracle, prove God sent you. When he does, now think about it. Let's try to get some of these miracles in order. What was the first thing? Well, you know it's going to be this serpent thing. He threw down his rod before Pharaoh in his court. It became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called his sorcerers in, the magicians of Egypt, and they were able to do the same thing. Now the magicians are going to be able to do the first three things. The snake water to blood, and then the frogs. To me, I don't know how you can miss the frogs. I could have done that myself. There were so many frogs all over the land, I could have just said, there's no frogs in this bucket. Make frogs appear. Wow, look at those frogs. Man, there were frogs crawling on everybody. But they got away with that one. But the next one is lice. And the magician said, we can't do this. And they actually said it was the finger of God. It's going to go real fast. Watch this. Now, remember the time frame. Oh, they're all in torture. The, the brutal taskmasters are beating up on. It's all going to quit right now. Watch this. Because how can you work with a bunch of frogs around? You know, besides that, the frogs weren't only Israelis. They were fine. So anyway, he threw down his rod. But now watch this. Even though the silly, stupid sorcerers did the same thing. Remember what happened? Watch this. What a miracle. They were able to do the same thing with their magical arts. Their rods became serpents too. But Aaron's serpent swallowed theirs. What a sight. I've seen some snakes, but man, I've never seen. We don't even know how many sorcerers there were. Even if it was one or two. Can you imagine a snake swallowing another snake right there in the very presence of them instantly? Pharaoh's heart was still stubborn, and he wouldn't listen. Look at this phrase. Just as the Lord, and it really wasn't predicted, the Lord was going to make him. Okay. The Lord pointed this out to Moses. Hey, guy, don't worry. He will continue to refuse. Nevertheless, the Lord said, go back. Here's your time frame in the morning. Now, remember, it hasn't been, it's not even been a week since Moses had the burning bush thing. Because God said, I'm going to prove to you, you're going to be back back here at this mountain worshiping me. It wasn't going to be years later. This, was, this hadn't been a week. All right. So go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes down to the river. Now you know what's going to happen here. It's going to turn to blood. Stand by the riverbank. Meet him there holding the, your rod, holding in your hand the rod that turned to a serpent. Say to him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to demand you let the people go worship him in the wilderness. You wouldn't listen before. And now the Lord says, you're going to find out that, notice this, I am God. Whole world has no idea. Remember Moses said, 
who am I going to tell them sent me? And Moses said, what God? They're going to say, what God? The Israelis don't know what God? Yeah, nobody was in Sunday school. Anyway, the God of the Hebrews sent me to demand you let the people uh, go to worship him in the wilderness. You wouldn't listen before. Now the Lord says this, you're going to find out I'm God. For I have instructed Moses to hit the water of the Nile with his rod, and the, and the river will turn to blood. You know, it, it's so funny. We think it's all about electricity. I Man, it, movies today are so funny. It's electricity when something's going. Man, our God's bigger than, it's not, it ain't no natural things. Boy, this stuff turned to blood. Okay, matter of fact, Moses already did this to the, to the uh, when he showed the uh, Israeli leaders. He did this previously. The fish will die. The river will stink, so the Egyptian will be unwilling to drink it. Then the Lord instructed Moses, tell Aaron to point his rod toward the waters of Egypt, all the rivers, canals, marshes, reservoirs, even the water stored in bowls and pots in your homes. Can you imagine that open refrigerator? I need some milk. Uh, you want a little blood with that? <laughs> I mean, ugh. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. Guess what? It happened. It happened. All right. As Pharaoh and his officials watched, Aaron hit the surface of the Nile with a rod. It turned to blood. The fish died. The water became so foul the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt used their secret arts and turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn. He wouldn't, let, he wouldn't listen to Moses just as the Lord predicted. He returned to his palace unimpressed. Now notice this. The Egyptians dug wells along the riverbank to get water. They couldn't drink from it. Now, a week went by, but that's all. A week. The rest of them are going to just go boom, 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 boom. All right, here we go. Next chapter. Notice we're in chapter 7. Now we're in 8. The Lord said to Moses, go in again to Pharaoh. Tell him, Jehovah says, let my people go worship me. If you refuse, I'll send vast hordes of frogs. Now remember, you got to get this right. This is going to be frogs up to your eyeballs. It's hard to imagine how bad this is, but watch the details. If you refuse, I'll send vast horde of frogs across your land from one border to another. The Nile will swarm with them. They'll they will come out into your houses, into your bedrooms, right into your beds. Jeez. Every home in Egypt will be filled with them. But now remember, it ain't happening in, in the land of Goshen where the Israelites are. Praise the Lord. They'll fill your ovens, your kneading bowls. Wow. You know, Dustin and them come over and try to make, uh, what do you make? Guacamole. Can you imagine that? Get the frog out of there. You couldn't. It'd be just everywhere. Your ovens, your kneading bowls, you and your people will be, look at that, be immersed in them. Man, is it that bad? Oh, yeah, watch. The Lord said to Moses, instruct Aaron to point the rod toward the river, streams, pools of Egypt, and they will be frogs in every land. Aaron did, and frogs covered the nation. But the magicians did the same thing with their arts. They too were able to get frogs to come up. Okay. Then Pharaoh summoned uh, Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with God to take the frogs away. Now notice this. Why would Pharaoh even believe that could happen? But he did. He knew they could. Okay. And he said, and I'll let the people go sacrifice. Well, Moses says, be so kind to tell me when. And remember, this is kind of interesting. Moses said, I'll pray the frogs will die at the same time you specify everywhere except the river. Pharaoh says, do it tomorrow. Wow. Some folks said he wanted one more night with the frogs. But anyway, notice this. All right, Moses said, I'll do as you've said. Then you will know there is no other God like our God. All the frogs will be destroyed except those in the river. Moses and Aaron went out from the presence of Pharaoh. Moses pleaded with the Lord concerning the frogs he had sent. Now notice this is prayer. This is prayer. Let's get something from this. And the Lord did as Moses promised. I mean, as he, and the Lord did as Moses promised. 
dead frogs covered the countryside and filled the nation's homes. Do you know Moses? Let's, let's don't miss that little spark. part. He said, hey, when do you want him to go? Moses didn't say, well, let me check with the Lord and make sure that's okay. No, Moses knew the Lord. He said, yeah, hey, let's get him out of here tomorrow. God said, yeah, okay, knock yourself out. Okay, look at this. Dead frogs covered the countryside, filled the nation's homes. How nasty. You talk about digging yourself out of snow. This wasn't snow. This was nasty frogs. They were piled in great heaps, making a terrible stench throughout the land. Now that aroma, the news reports were getting out that who did all this? The God of the Hebrews had done this. Wow. Okay, but when Pharaoh saw the frogs were gone, gone what did he do? We already know this. He's going to harden his heart. It's all right. It's all right. The Lord's behind this. Just as the Lord predicted. Then the Lord said, tell Aaron to strike dust with his rod, and it'll become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Man, that stuff's nasty. Wow. You know, they'll close schools down when they have an outbreak. And this is a tiny little outbreak. This is a major outbreak. Watch this. Remember, the, the sorcerers were able to do everything until this. Moses and Aaron did as God commanded. Suddenly, lice infested the entire nation, covering, notice it said, the Egyptians did not say the Israelites. I'll tell you, if you're walking in the woods, and I do too, and, and uh, well, I'll tell you the instance. I was getting changed in my bedroom the other day. Dustin, you'll think this is funny. My shoes were over there, and I got a bunch of shoes in my closet, but I was going to wear these other shoes. And I, and I just, now how is this that this happens? I just looked, and right when I just looked, I don't know how a stupid centipede had gotten loose in my house. But I saw it. It's just, I mean, we can't lose for winning all the time. I saw it. That stupid centipede, it was not the one that's real hard. It's just a wiggly one. He went up the front of my shoe and was hiding in the little leather flap like that. But I saw it, Laura. And so I thought, you rascal, you ain't getting away with this. And I took the shoe, shook it out. And then, of course, I fixed him and threw him in the, and threw him in the toilet, whatever. But I'm like, I was sitting there going, how did I know that I was going to be in the right spot to see that thing. Praise the Lord. But anyway, here we go. So there were lice everywhere. Moses and Aaron did as God commanded. They infested, they covered Egyptians and their animals. Then the magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. Woohoo! Here we go. This is the finger of God, they said to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart was hard, was hard and stubborn, and he wouldn't listen to them just as the Lord predicted. And we know what's behind it. Remember, there's a reason the Lord's going to keep saying, the next morning. So we know a week had gone by, water turned, no, there was a week went by after the water turned to blood. And then what happened next? Frogs. When you want them, get rid of them the next day. Okay, then immediately that next day, frogs are gone, but now, ah, lice. Then the next day, the Lord said to Moses, get up early, meet Pharaoh as he comes to the river to bathe. Say to him, Jehovah says, let my people go worship me. If you refuse, I'll send swarms of flies. Now, it's funny, just this morning, right when Laura came in here, Bob and I were back there, there were two flies back there, and I, just two were distracting me. Can you imagine a mess of a swarm of them? Anyway, if you refuse, I'll send a swarm of flies. Your homes will be filled with them. The ground will be covered with them. Think about that. It's just the ground. Is that ground moving there? Yeah, it's solid flies. Nasty, nasty, nasty. It'll be, look at that. Here it is. It will be very different in the land of Goshen. Where the Israelis live. Now remember, that promise is yours. It's ours today. Your finances are very different than the rest of the world. Your health is very different. Look at this. No flies will be there. Thus you'll know that I'm the Lord of all the earth. See, that's where he's going with this. Boy, he was doing a knockout job of doing it too. For I will make a distinction between your people 
and my people. This will happen tomorrow. Mercy. Praise the Lord. This same strength of this words here. Notice this. There will be, where is it at? Uh, uh, yeah, there will be, uh, where is it? No. But, oh, it'd be different in the land of the ocean. Yeah, no, I'm highlighting. No flies there. The 15th chapter, I am the God that healeth thee. The 23rd chapter, there'll be no sickness among you. I'll take out all sickness from you. They'll, you, know, you know, there'll be none cast their young. Praise their Lord. In other words, be no miscarriages. I mean, if you check out on that and say, well, that can't be, well, then you need to keep reading Exodus. Keep, keep reading your Bible because you're having trouble believing that this stuff is, 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 is true for you. See, it's easy to think it belongs to somebody else, but you've got to say this is mine. Jehovah did as he promised, verse 24 out of Exodus 8. And there were terrible swarms of flies in Pharaoh's palace in every home. Man, I'll tell you, I'm sure those things, woo, those are probably fly water. <laughs> My God. I mean, it had to be your legs covered. It was probably a wipe water. It was uh, nasty. Pharaoh hastily summoned Moses and Pharaoh. I mean, Moses and Aaron. Do, do you see? Look at this. I mean, I just think it's neat. Pharaoh was already learning. Uh, tell your God to stop that. Okay, we'll stop it. Anyway, he said, all right, go ahead, sacrifice to your God, but do it here in the land. Don't go out in the wilderness. Moses said, that won't do. Our sacrifices are hated by the Egyptians. If we do it right here before their eyes, they'll kill us. We've got to take a three-day trip uh, into the wilderness and sacrifice to Jehovah there as he commanded. All right, go ahead. Just get rid of the flies. Yeah, right. Don't go too far. And notice what he says. Now hurry, plead with God for me. <laughs> he didn't like them flies, did he? Yes, Moses said, I'll ask him to cause the swarm of flies to disappear. But I'm warning you, you must never lie to us again by promising to let the people go and changing your mind. Well, he's going to do it several more times. So Moses went out from the Pharaoh and asked the Lord to get rid of the flies. The Lord did as Moses asked, and the swarms of flies disappeared. Look at that. Not one remained. Wow. Pharaoh's heart. Uh, again, I mean, he hardened Pharaoh's heart, didn't let the people go. Ninth chapter. Go back to Pharaoh. The Lord commanded Moses, tell him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, demands you let my people go to sacrifice to him. If you refuse, the power of God will send a, daily, a deadly plague to destroy your cattle, horses, donkeys, camels, flocks, and herds. But the plague, look at that, will only affect the cattle of Egypt. None of the Israeli herds and flocks will even be touched. Now you know why I do not like American psychology infiltrating our Christian thinking here today. I watched a movie the other day and a friend of mine was telling me to watch it. It was a good movie, but I almost quit because <laughs> it was going to Little House on the Prairie. They had a car wreck at the end, and I thought, Hollywood, you're not going to teach me about Jesus. I don't need Hollywood teaching me about Jesus. I know the Bible teaches me about Jesus. And I thought, if they don't get this right, I said, people raise, Jesus raises people from the dead. Christian people save people from death. This is ridiculous. But I tell you what, praise the Lord. At the end of the movie, no, 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 it was great. The person lived. They didn't die. And boy, they, it, it was all it was all pointed to, well, there must be a God. Yes, hallelujah. So here we are. This plague's only going to affect the cattle of Egypt. None of the herds and flocks. Now watch what Pharaoh does, because he cannot believe. He got in his BMW and ran over there to see if it was true. The next morning, okay, the Lord announced the plague will begin the next day. Remember, this is like, there was a week between the blood, and then we had frogs, lice, flies, and now we got a plague going to wipe out the um, cattle. Notice it wasn't people it was going to wipe out the cattle. Okay, uh, remember it was cattle, horses, donkeys, camels, flocks, and herds. It wasn't people. Okay, 
The next morning, the cattle of the Egyptians began dying, but none of the Israeli herds was even sick. Guess what? You shouldn't be sick either, praise the Lord. Argue with the Lord like Moses. I'm not going to Pharaoh. Tell the Lord, I don't want to be sick. Make me well. Help me. He will. Gee. I mean, the Lord lost it. I mean, Pharaoh, excuse me, Moses lost his temper with the Lord. That doesn't mean anything. You're still friends. God still talked to him. Pharaoh sent to see whether it was true that none of the Israeli cattle were dead. Yet, when he found out it was so, even he didn't change his mind. Yeah, well, that's okay. We know what's up. All right, then verse 8. Look at this one. He said to Moses and Aaron, take ashes from the kiln and have Moses toss them into the sky as Pharaoh watches. Now watch how this affects them. They will spread like fine dust all over the land of Egypt. Notice the land of Egypt. And cause boils to break out upon people and animals alike. Man. They took the ashes from the kiln, went to Pharaoh, poof, threw them in the air as he watched. Moses tossed them toward the sky. Boy, they became balls that broke out on men and animals alike throughout all Egypt. Look at the details. And the magicians, <laughs> you don't know where they were scratching. It was pretty bad. The magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the balls, for the balls appeared on them. But Jehovah hardened Pharaoh in his, uh, in his stubbornness, and he refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted, predicted to Moses. Then the Lord said, notice here, this, can you imagine what's going on with the taskmasters out there? They were saying, hey, I'm going to beat you up if you don't meet your quota. The quotas were over with, man. And the the Israelis were standing there going, oh, my God. This is the God of who? Yes, your great, 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 great granddaddy. His name was Abraham. And then his son was Isaac. And his son was Jacob. And and God's fixing to do something. They already knew he is going to get us out of Egypt. Six million plus. Wow. All right. He said, I'm going to, he said, this time I'm going to send a plague that will really speak to your servants and to all the Egyptians and prove there is no other God in all the earth. That's why it's so important to know these stories. He said, look at this. God says, I could have killed you all by now. Think about that. Of course he could. But I didn't. I, look at this. I want, there it is. I wanted to demonstrate my power to you and all the earth. Wow. Thank God we're looking at it. Okay. Do you still think you are so great, do you, to defy my power, refuse to let my people go? Well, tomorrow about this time, I'm going to send a hailstorm. Now, let me, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to jump ahead to the next verse. You can see it. The staff in the office of Pharaoh were like, <gasps> they were already panicking because they loved Moses. Here's, wait, read it with me. I'm going to send a hailstorm tomorrow across the nation such as never been seen in Egypt since Egypt was founded. Quick. I mean, they're like, well, take your time. No. Bring in your cattle from the fields. For every man and animal left in the field, they're going to die beneath the hail. Some of the Egyptians, terrified by this threat, they brought their cattle and slaves in from the fields. But those who had no regard, nah, nah, I don't believe this. It's evolution. You know, hey, you know, there ain't no such thing as no God. Uh-oh, look at that. Those who had no regard for the word of Jehovah left them out in the storm. Then Jehovah said to Moses, point your hand toward the heaven, cause the hail to fall to, throughout Egypt upon the people, animals, and trees. So Moses held out his hand. Look at that. The Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning. It was terrible beyond description. Never in all the history of Egypt has there ever been a storm like that. All Egypt lay in ruins. Man, everything left in the fields. Men, animals alike were killed. The trees were shattered. The crops were destroyed. Look at this. The only spot... And all Egypt, without hail that day, I think we get it, don't we? Was the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron. I finally see my fault, he confessed. 
Jehovah's right. I and my people have been wrong all along. Beg God to end it. It was still pouring down. Sometimes we read this and we think, oh, it calmed down. No, it was still, boy, you better stay in the house. <sighs> Beg God to, to end this terrifying thunder and hail. I'll let you go at once. All right, Moses said. As soon as I've left the city, notice Moses, he was like, it ain't going to get me. He just strolled out of there. It ain't hitting him. He strolled out of there, raised his hands toward heaven. You know what? This will prove that all the earth is controlled by Jehovah. Uh, but as for you and your officials, I know that, see, Moses is already learning. I know you're not even yet, well, you're, you're going to obey him. He said, and all the barley and flax was knocked down and destroyed. For the barley was ripe, but the flax was in bloom. But the wheat and the emmer were not destroyed. They were not yet out of the ground. So Moses left Pharaoh, went out in the city, lifted his hands to heaven. Remember, it's still roaring thunder. And the thunder and the hail stopped and the rain ceased pouring. I'm just going to read one more. We'll stop. When Pharaoh saw this, he said, to his, no, he and his officials, they sinned yet even more. We're not going to let you go. So he refused to let the people go. All right, stop right here. This is going to put us all the way to, to the death angel anyway. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back, make a demand upon Pharaoh. But I've hardened him and his officials so that I can do more miracles. Why? He's trying to show the world. Nobody knew who God was. Moses didn't even know. What stories? Here you go. You can tell your children and grand... Well, what for? He's not the same yesterday, today, and forever. Daddy, you told me that God only helps people in Africa. Oh, brother. And God sent Mama that car wreck the other day, and so... What? If there's any car wreck in the book of Exodus, it's the car wreck that Moses and them had when they ran through the Red Sea thinking they were going to get them on dry land. And all of a sudden, the angels were ripping the wheels off of the chariots. Man, there ain't no car wrecks for us. Praise the Lord. What stories you can tell your children, your grandchildren, about the incredible things I'm doing in Egypt? What, tell them what fools I made of the Egyptians. And how, look at this, how I proved I was Jehovah. Part of meditating in the Word, when your little world starts going down tomorrow or something, things are, and you're like, oh, praise the Lord, I know if I meditate in the Word, everything I do will prosper. Make yourself count the plagues. You can add, start with a snake if you want to, or start with a Nile. Let's say, yeah, what's the Nile? And what happened after the Nile? Frogs. Yeah, frogs. Lice. Yeah. Then what? Oh, flies. Yeah. Then there was a plague. And then there was what? Hail. Yeah. Now here comes another one. I tell you what, you start playing with the Word of God like that, all of a sudden you're going to find out, where'd my worry go? And then all of a sudden God will have fixed it for you, and you'll have nothing to blame, but praise the Lord, I just kept my mind on Jesus, and he fixed it. So Moses and Aaron went, requested another audience with Pharaoh and told him, Jehovah the God of Hebrews says, how long will you refuse? Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse tomorrow, I'll cover the entire nation with a thick layer of locusts. Don't you know everybody's like, oh, brother, oh, what a mess this is going to be. And whatever's left, they're going to destroy. I said, where'd they get to? Yeah, you won't even be able to see the ground. They will finish destroying everything that escaped. They will fill your houses, palaces, oh no, just like the frogs. Never in the history of Egypt has there, uh, has there been a plague like this will be. Then look at that, Moses, whoa, oh, that's real Christian-like. Oh, such a Christian. Let me tell you something. Part of your makeup, you can get angry. There's nothing wrong with that. It says be angry and sin not. Sometimes you, I mean, my parents, boy, they look at me sometimes when I was a kid. and I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> they wasn't like, oh, you sweet baby. No, I was doing something I shouldn't do. Boy. Moses, he did it. He stalked out of there. The officials came now to Pharaoh. Look at this. They said, are you going to destroy us completely? 
Don't you even know that Egypt lies in ruins? Let the men go worship Jehovah their God. Cut this out, Pharaoh. So look what happens. Pharaoh calls them back. So Moses and Aaron were brought back. All right, go and serve Jehovah. But just to, look at this. But just who do you want to go? Well, we're going to go with our sons and our daughters and our flocks and our herds. We'll take everything. We got to join in this holy pilgrimage. Look at this. In the name of God. Boy, he's cussing. You're not going to take your little ones. Boy, now you know why God was having to deal with this clown. I mean, these were slaves Pharaoh had made of the Israelis. Boy, I see your plot. Never. You that are men go and serve Jehovah. That's what you asked for. And look at that. And they were driven. Boy, he said, get, get these guys out of here. Boy, I tell you what. Big mistake. Big mistake. Then the Lord said to Moses, I mean, the Lord's having a ball here. Hold out your hand over the land of Egypt and bring in the locusts. They'll cover the land and eat everything that the hail left. So Moses lifted his rod. Jehovah caused an east wind to blow all that day and night when it was morning. So here we go. It's day, night, day, night. This hadn't been but about six days, adding one week after the, the river turned to uh, blood. Locusts covered the land from border to border. It was the worst plague in Egyptian history. And it'll never be another like it. The locusts covered the face of the earth, blotted out the sun. Boy, that's bad. It was darkened, ate every bit of vegetation in, in the land. There remained not one green thing, not a tree, not a plant throughout the land of Egypt. But you got to remember, didn't happen that way over in the land of Goshen. Okay, we already figured that out. Pharaoh sent an urgent call to Moses and Aaron. I confess my sin against Jehovah and against you. Forgive this sin only once and beg Jehovah your God to take away this deadly plague. I promise, I swear, I promise, I promise. Wasn't going to work, but... So anyway, Moses went out from Pharaoh, entreated the Lord, and sent a very strong west wind, blew the locust out into the Red Sea, and there remained not one locust in the land of Egypt. So you can't, you know, if you were there watching this, you would have to know already, good night, the God of the Israelis is real. Once again, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He didn't let the people go. Lift up your hand to heaven. Now here comes the darkness one. Lift your hand to heaven. Darkness without a ray of light will descend upon the land of Egypt. And don't kid yourself, this was not an eclipse. This was not some special phenomenon that you can go back and go, oh, I found it in, ast in astronomy. I, and, mm -mm, buddy, the Lord just turned the light out. Part of the light. Because guess where that was light? It'll show us. Thick darkness covered the whole land during the time the people could scarcely move. But all the people of Israel had light as usual. Can you imagine that? What's that light over there? God's people. Then Moses called for then Pharaoh called for Moses, go and worship Jehovah, but let your flocks and herds stay here. You can even take your children with you. We're going to stop right here. We won't get to the death angel, but it's the next thing. Moses said, no, we must take our flocks and herds and sacrifices for the burnt offerings to Jehovah. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for we must have sacrifices for the Lord our God. We don't know what he's going to want to choose. The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and would not let them go. Look at this. Get out of here. Don't ever let me see you again, Pharaoh shouted at Moses. The day you do, you shall die. Very well, Moses replied. You'll never see me again. Now, Moses actually did. Now, this remember, it doesn't break there, and I'm not going to keep going, but watch this. This is all one sentence. The Pharaoh said, get out of here. And the Lord said, I'm going to send one more disaster. He told him right then. And he said, tell the women and children, look at this, ask for gold and silver and whatever. And then Moses turned to Pharaoh, and he said, in the morning, there's going to be death all over this whole place. Man, and actually, I want to get to, look at this. Not a dog shall bark against the Israelis. I want to show you, look at this. There it is right there. I want you to see that. Then red-faced with anger, Moses stomped from the palace. Wow. Boy, and I tell you what, 
and so when, when he left there, uh, that night the Lord told, uh, we're going to stop. The Lord told Moses, that's where the Passover came from. The Lord told Moses, tell everybody, take a lamb, take a lamb. And they did. And don't have any unleavened bread. It was not because there's something special about it. It was because they didn't have time to cook it. That's all it was. This is why it doesn't have any leaven in it. You're going to leave in a hurry. They all left. The next morning, the Israelis, they left. The psalmist wrote, and he said, there was not one feeble one among them. Proof again. Wow. What all? Oh, oh, I can't. They all left. And remember, they even took Joseph's bones. Somebody had to carry that coffin or mummy, whatever. Father, we thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, boy, from the likes of these stories, we're going to be all right. You'll take care of us. If it's financially, you'll take care of that too. If it's some other problem on our heart, boy, praise the Lord. You're the God of the heavens and the earth. There's no God like you. You'll fix it. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell people about the great things you've done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah.